Welcome to The Profitable Web Designer, a podcast for web designers who want to work less and make more money. I'm your host, Shannon Mattern, founder of The Web Designer Academy, where we've helped hundreds of web designers stop undercharging, overworking, and create profitable, sustainable web design businesses. Hey there, welcome back to the Profitable Web Designer Podcast. And today I am bringing you my monthly income report for January 2024. So in these income reports, I break down what happened behind the scenes of my business that month, how much money we made, how much we spent, and all of the lessons learned along the way. So we'll start off with the important things that happened in January. Then we'll go into January's financials. And then I'll wrap up with all of the lessons that I learned. So starting in January, I decided that instead of indulging in my morning Apple News scrolling habit, that I was going to swap that out with reading books on my Kindle. And I cannot believe how many books I read in January (laughs) by spending that lazy morning coffee time reading. So I read six books in January. I read All It Takes is a Goal by John Acuff, which I'll circle back to later because it was so good. I finally read Start With Why by Simon Sinek because so many people had mentioned it to me as like a must read. I read The Big Leap Again by Gay Hendricks, which I mentioned in my December income report. I don't know why I was inspired to read it again. I think it was that whole concept of like, oh, I keep getting sick around important times. And I want to read that again and see if I have any additional insights to that. And then I got curious about any other books Gay Hendricks may have written. And I found this book called The Corporate Mystic 2.0 that he wrote. And I was like, man, I I read the description of it. I read a sample of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to read this. But this title really does not describe what is actually in this book. It was so good. I highly recommend it. It's called The Corporate Mystic 2.0. And it just talks about I don't know. It's a lot of mindset stuff about running a business. And it was fascinating. So good. Highly recommend. Then I read The Genius Zone also by Gay Hendricks, which was really just kind of like the next... I would consider it like the sequel to The Big Leap of like, how do you stay in your genius zone? There are different zones like your comfort zone, the zone of excellence, the zone of genius... And I actually used some tactics from the Genius Zone to develop a couple of ideas that I'm super excited to tell you about that are already launched because I gave my brain the space to do, to come up with those ideas based on what I learned in the Genius Zone. It's still crazy to me that it works. I'm definitely going to go back again and read Corporate Mystic and Genius Zone again because I just, it helped me progress. It helped me create progress in my business in a way that it was unexpected. And then I read Think Again by Adam Grant, which was really about like how when we think we already know something, 
and how that can be like harmful to us and how to question what we think and what we believe to be true and the paradigms that we operate with and how like why that can create unwanted results basically and how to challenge our current thinking which one of the things that i notice about myself a lot is like i'll think i already know that <laughs> or yeah i know or something like that and it really holds me back from the learning that that i could gain if i was like yeah i i can walk into this thinking like i probably don't know that already there's something new to learn here there's something I'm going to need to hear today and things like that. So it was really good. But out of that whole list, the three that I would highly recommend, All It Takes is a Goal, Corporate Mystic 2.0, and either Big Leap or Genius Zone. So that, like every morning with my coffee, reading, scrolling those books in my Kindle app. And uh, I love to read, obviously. So the other thing that I did in January was at like part of all it takes is a goal is talking about how to set realistic achievable goals. And so one of the goals that I set for myself was to pitch one podcast, pitch myself as a guest to one podcast a week, which to a lot of people sounds like not that big of a deal, right? Like how are you going to make any progress if you just do one a week? But it's the act of doing the one a week versus thinking that you need to do 10 and then doing none that's going to create the progress. And so if you want to relate that to your marketing and outreach in your web design business, if you're like, okay, I have to have this huge marketing strategy and I need to connect with 10 new people a week and I got to do this many posts and this and this and that. And then you spend like two months planning all of that over which two months you actually did nothing. And then it's so overwhelming when you go to do it, maybe you do it once and then you don't do it again versus all of the time you just like think of all the time you just, I wouldn't say wasted, but like spent not doing the thing. And then it's so overwhelming to do it that it's not sustainable. But if you just took tiny bites of it, you could consistently, consistently do it. And so doing one outreach action a week versus 10 or something simple that doesn't require that much planning and preparation and production like so easy. So that's the goal I set for myself pitching one podcast and it's so fascinating cuz I used to pitch myself all of the time and then I noticed that last year I did not really pitch myself for opportunities at, at all and I had the same mind trash that our students have when I was like researching places to pitch myself. Like, why would they want to talk to me? Who am I to reach out? I don't want to bother them. Their website's nicer than mine. I feel like I need to redesign my website. Like all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. Like, it doesn't necessarily go away. You just have to shift your mindset and like do it anyway. And so that was really interesting. And so I have consistently pitched one podcast a week. I've done follow-up on the people that did not respond to me. I've gotten at least a response from everyone. And I still have to pitch my podcast this week as the recording of this episode. I have not done it this week. I was doing it on Mondays. 
I've noticed that I've slipped from doing it Monday and now it's Friday that I'm recording this. I need to pitch my podcast this week. So ask of our listeners if there are other podcasts that you listen to that you think that have guests and you're like, oh my gosh, Shannon, this would be a perfect podcast for you to be on. Will you send me an email, shannon at webdesigneracademy.com and be like, hey, you should pitch yourself for this podcast. I would love that. That would be amazing. Okay. The other important thing that happened in January is that I have been working with conversion rate optimization guru, Lee Scott. She's one of our Web Designer Academy students. And she's been doing like a lot of research, a lot of analysis combined with her own best practices and one of one of the many recommendations that have come from our work is just removing a lot of the words from the pages on our website. And obviously, I like long form content, I write long emails, I record long podcast episodes, and I want to put everything I think on every page of our website too, which is actually counterproductive to how people use websites and consume website content. And I totally get that. And so one of the things that I did in January was just give our pages just like a a little bit of a makeover, a little facelift, if you will, a little nip, a little tuck, (laughs) a little Botox. I gave them a little overhaul. So that was really fun. And it was also one of those things like in the genius zone, I read like, if you have a problem that you want to solve, instead of like trying to solve it in the moment you realize that you have the problem and you want to solve it, just like ask your brain the question in a way that is like very empowering, like, how can I redesign these pages to meet these goals or whatever. And just like, don't even try to answer the question in the moment. You're just kind of like giving your brain the command to just start working on it, like in the background, when you're doing other things or when you're meditating, even when you're sleeping, which isn't is crazy to me. But and then so I did that because this had been on my to do list for a long time. I was Every time I would go to do it, I'm just like, I don't even know where to begin. This feels a little overwhelming. I'm not sure like how I want to organize this information. So I just kept not doing it, not doing it, doing other things. And then I used the suggestion to just like ask my brain the question and let it come up with an answer on its own timeline. And lo and behold, I just get super inspired and I knew exactly what to do. And I literally could not stop myself from doing it. So I was just like, oh, I finally have the vision. Here it is. And over the course of a weekend, maybe less than that, I had new page layouts for all of the main pages on the website. And so I'm just like, oh my goodness, I could not believe that that worked. So we just refreshed everything. And really focused on like, what is the promise of working with us? So you can go check it out, webdesigneracademy.com if you're curious. I am one of those people that I'm like, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm like, let's just get it out the door, ship it, and then I'll deal with any bugs and cleanup and 
typos and broken links and stuff later. I move fast. And so if you see anything and you want to let me know know about it, awesome. Send me an email, shannon at webdesigneracademy.com. I'd appreciate it. So the other thing that we did in January is I hosted a goal-setting workshop for our Web Designer Academy students, for the new students that enrolled in December, to really help set them up for success. And this kind of circles back to John A. Cuff's All It Takes is a Goal. Highly recommend reading it because the problem that most people get into, and I'm sure this episode's coming out at the end of February, but we all just went through the craze of new year, new you, new year goals. I'm going to like January 1st, I'm going to become a different person. <laughs> like I have all these goals. I'm going to completely change every pattern, habit, thing I think. I'm going to take new actions. I'm going to like just dive right in as a completely new person and accomplish this thing. And it rarely, rarely, rarely works. And so that's what I wanted to avoid for the people who joined in December or for our current students who are like, yay, new year, new me, to really help them set, like get super focused on what is the outcome that they want to create because the outcome's not the goal. The outcome's the outcome. The goal is doing the actions that create the outcome and then getting really clear on Okay, you have this big list of things that you say you want to do. Which things on that list are actually going to create the outcome that you want the fastest? And then how do we focus on that? And then what goals do you have around taking those actions? So that's what we did in the goal setting workshop. And people left that workshop with a shorter list, shorter to do list than ever before in any other goal setting workshop. And it's actually doable. And it's actually going to create results for them way sooner than if they're like, tomorrow, I'm going to be a new person and completely act 180 degrees different than I normally act, which we all know is like, it never works. We try it every year. It never works. <laughs> like, So how about we try something different and realistic? And so... Every time we do a workshop like that, it gets packaged up and put in our bonus vault for Web Designer Academy students. So if you join us in the future, you have access to that workshop. And we host something like that every year to kick off the year. And for our next level mastermind, we do an even deeper, longer workshop for our next level mastermind members. We do this in person over three days at our in-person retreat in the fall for our current mastermind members. And then when people join in the new year, we run them through this. When people join on Evergreen, we run them through this where we go, we do a deep, deep dive into like their vision for their life and their business, what's in the way in terms of like actual obstacles, mindset obstacles. We go really, really deep and then get like really specific on like what is the one thing that if you do this, it's going to create the results you want the fastest, the easiest, and what is in your way, like at your core that is going to pop up. And I, I think of it as what was that game show where like... <laughs> It was like, press your luck, those little gremlin thingies that would like come in and ruin it at the end. Like, 
what are those things that are going to get in the way of you taking action? Because it's your paradigm. It's what you believe at your core based on your learned experience. We get into that and we start shifting that. So we did that for our new Next Level Mastermind members. It is just like so powerful. They do it together in a small group and then they share what their results are with the rest of the mastermind so that when we're doing coaching and we're sharing with each other, your other mastermind members can be like, oh, that's the thing. That's your thing playing out here. Like how you're reacting to this specific situation could that be related to this core belief that gets in your way? And then it helps you clean those things up and make progress just so much, so much faster. So we did that for the next level mastermind and it was just it was so good. And then the other thing that I did was I just started getting up earlier. I don't know if you heard the podcast interview that I did with Tanessa Shears all about sleep and how it's like one of the most powerful tools that entrepreneurs have in their toolbox for reaching their goals. And for the longest time, uh, probably all of 2023, honestly. And side note, it's just fascinating that I'm like noticing the external things that happened in 2023 that... I thought affected my business that did affect my business. But I'm also noticing like things I was doing that affected my business, like not pitching myself, like not growing my audience, not like just sleeping in until whenever I want and then scrolling news in the morning and not really like working on things like I used to. So I mentioned in my December income report, I think like in hindsight, I think I was like going through some kind of mini depression. And I think it was circular. I think that affected my business and my business affected it. Like I think they were intertwined. But it's just fascinating to see like, oh, here's what I was doing and not doing that created that result in addition to the outside forces that were putting pressure on the business as well. So I love to see that because I'm like, oh, there are things that are in my control. And so I started to get up at 5.30 on January 3rd after our holiday break. I'm a morning person. I love getting up early. My brain is most creative early in the day, but not when I'm sleeping in until 8 o'clock. <laughs> so I intentionally started getting up earlier, going to bed earlier. And I had published an episode on my old podcast, Pep Talks for Side Hustlers, ages ago about how Mondays and mornings are mine. But I kind of let my mornings get away from me. And I wanted to break that habit of scrolling and get back into reading and journaling. So almost every day in January, I either woke up before or with my alarm. I was sleeping really good. And then I get up, make my coffee, get back in my warm, cozy bed with my planner and my journal and a book and on my phone or a hardcover book if that's what I had and snuggle my doggo and like read for about an hour. And so that was amazing. I also wanted to reestablish a cadence for all of my responsibilities for the week so that I felt ahead versus feeling behind or like I have to catch up. And the one big change that I made is to stop trying to batch produce 
the podcast and batch the promotion for an entire month. So I used to try to like set aside a couple days to do about a month's worth of podcasts and just getting really burnt out on it. Like writing that many emails and show notes and all of that stuff all at once and creating all the content for the production of it. Like the podcast is a big investment of my time, energy, and creative capacity. And I love doing it. But the way that I was doing it with batching just really wasn't working for me. So now I'm just like, how about I just do the week's promotion stuff on Monday morning and it comes out on Wednesday. And it literally takes like an hour and a half to do now that I have my system down. And I do it like first thing Monday morning and it's done. Like show notes are scheduled on the website, the emails ready to go out, like all of that stuff. And then I'm also feel like I'm able to kind of like, it's more personal because it's happening in real time. It's not like I wrote it like two months ago or something. So that just feels really good. And that's been a super easy cadence to maintain. And it was really like, once I made the decision to fall back to like, get up at a certain time and fall back into the time blocks. It was really easy and things have just been flowing. But things don't always go perfect, right? By the end of January, I noticed I was not sleeping as good. I was waking up in the middle of the night. My husband is a snore monster. My dog is a snore monster. And in the colder months, she sleeps in bed with us and she just like presses against you (laughs) like so hard you're like on the edge of the bed and she's like stretched out in the middle. And so I just noticed that I was just like waking up around 3 a.m. every night. And then I'd be like wide awake, falling back asleep at 4.30. And then I would like wake up, I would just turn my alarm off and wake up at 8 a.m. And that sleep with like really vivid dreams that doesn't feel restful. So I let that happen for like a week. And now I'm like, okay, I have to be intentional about this if I want the result of feeling rested and having my brain be creative. So I'm being intentional. I think that's kind of the thing with like goals. It's like, oh, that was easy. I feel good. And now I don't have to try so hard, right? I see this all the time with web designers, you know, when they're like, oh, I got over, I did some marketing, it felt hard, but I made it easy. I'm so proud of myself. I booked a client, I feel good. Now I don't have to do the hard thing anymore. Like I have arrived and I don't have to do the thing that makes me uncomfortable or be intentional anymore. That's not how that works. You have to maintain doing the thing in order to continue getting the result that you want. And so I'm always like, hey, anytime you book a new client, your next priority gets to be outreach for your next one. Because if not, you're going to find yourself in that cycle again. So I get to continue to be intentional about going to bed, setting an alarm and sleep because so many good things came out of that in January. So I'm going to dive into January's 2024 numbers. And then I want to tell you about Like I mentioned, the couple of things that I marinated on, the ideas that happened, how those came to fruition, 
And I have a couple of really, really exciting announcements for you based on those things. So let's dive into January 2024 numbers. So in January, we did not have any new students enroll in the Web Designer Academy. We got a lot of applications come through. Those people haven't enrolled yet. So you can apply anytime. And so we had several applications come through in January and we're still I'm still in sales conversations with some of them. But we didn't have any new students enroll in January, but we just had recurring revenue from our existing students. Plus, I had some money come in from some affiliate promotions that I did. So our total revenue in January, which is not unexpected, by the way, I planned for this, $9,838.71. So that was our revenue. Our payroll, $9,586.77. Our expenses for all of our softwares and tools and all of the things we use to run the business, $1,292.06. Marketing, $2,684.39. That's our conversion rate optimization work, podcast production, web designer academy engagement and renewal. We had a couple hundred dollars of testing some ads that we're gathering some data on for that. Education and training. So my friend, Dr. Lee Cordell, who's been on this podcast and is in my Columbus Mastermind group, is doing this seven-week-long training called Sell From Your Soul. And it was $277. And I'm like, yes. And I'll tell you more about why I decided to work with her over the next seven weeks. It's like fascinating. And then the next level mastermind girls, <laughs> they all work with Wild Feather Creative for Instagram content done for them. And the girl that runs it, her name's Lizzie Matson, I believe. She, we don't know each other, but I'm a customer now because she did this course about how to like create an Instagram nine grid for if you don't post on Instagram, which I don't. And I was like, yeah. I just want someone to give me the steps of like what to do, how to do it. And so I purchased that. So education and training was $474. I think I will get a lot more out of that than what, <laughs> what I spent. Professional services, $1,820.26. So my CPA for my taxes for the year, $1,358.66. I'm an S Corp. I have some challenging tax issues that I have to deal with based on what what I talked about back in episode 43 of the podcast with some fraud, still dealing with the fallout from that on income reported on my taxes on a 1099 that I actually never received and disputing that. I mean, what a mess. So my taxes, I'm so glad that I have someone that I can rely on to do that for me because I don't know what I would... I'm sure I could figure it out myself, but not without a ton of time, headache, and worry that I'm doing it wrong. So I will pay Nakondra Moran all day, every day to handle that for me. Office expenses, $47. And debt repayment... 
$860. So if you've been listening to the past income reports, I dipped into my line of credits last year to whether to really to pay for my business coaching. It wasn't to like weather any storms. The rest of the negative net profit that we had last year actually came out of our reserves. So our total investments in January, $15,905. Our revenue, $9,838.71. So our net profit is a negative $6,067, which comes out of our reserves. Our revenue ebbs and flows. So looking at like our past... So I'm tracking a couple of metrics here. So I'm looking at like our monthly income and outgo as well as projecting like I have a projection spreadsheet that shows me like based on what's currently in our accounts now, what is the expected revenue to come in that month based on actual payment plan monies owed to us, what our planned expenses are. So I project all of that revenue out. And then I also have a a metric that we're looking at in terms of like, what's our rolling six-month average? Because last month, our revenue was $35,950. This month, it's $9,800. So with such variable swings, I wanted to look at like, okay, like what's my rolling six-month average? Is that matching up? with our expenses, with our investments. I call them investments because every dollar I'm spending on my business should eventually create a return on investment. And if it's not, it gets to be evaluated and and potentially on the chopping block. But is that rolling six-month average above our investments or starting to dip below? And if it starts to dip below, then it's time to make some decisions that last year in 2023, I didn't want to look at because I didn't want to make the hard decisions. And this year, I'm like, that's not what a CEO does. (laughs) So I'm just like, oh, fascinating to just reflect on 2023. In many ways, I'm like, ooh, I have really come out of that and grown from that significantly. So Those are our numbers for January. And okay, so I want to tell you now about another thing I did in January, a test that I ran in January, and then kind of like what came out of that test that I'm really excited to tell you about. So what I really wanted to explore further after our December open enrollment and after like interviewing people who had applied for the Web Designer Academy but hadn't made the decision to join or like are just kind of like hanging out on the wait list, like waiting for the right time or one of the many reasons that they have not take like have not decided to work with us yet, which I'll talk about in a little bit. I tested out a six-month enrollment option. And this was offered only to applicants who had previously applied, been accepted, and had it enrolled. And the work that I'm doing with my conversion rate optimization people, Lee and Jamie, it's way more than technical stuff. I mean, we've done a lot of research over the past six months about why people enroll, why they don't enroll, if they're planning to enroll, when they're planning to enroll, why they're waiting all of those things. And one of the themes that we're noticing 
with people who are accepted into the program because they're a perfect fit and we see exactly how we can help them, but who ultimately don't enroll. It's just this sense of uncertainty. Like, will this actually help me? And if if it feels like too risky and the reward is unclear or uncertain, then I want to wait for a better time, right? Like, I want to do this. I think it will help me. I see it helping other people, but I don't feel comfortable taking the risk because I know it's not a sure thing. So I want to wait until I feel like it's a sure thing, right? They're looking at, and the way that they feel like it's a sure thing, quote unquote, is that they're like, I want to have these specific benchmarks in place in my life, which listen, I'm totally fine with you like being like, I want to have this, 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 and this in place before I make this decision. Amazing. It just depends on like where it's coming from. So anyway, it's like they want to work with us, but they want their, this is, this is the thing. This is where it becomes a problem to wait. It's like, you want to come work with us, but you want your business to look like what it will look like after working with us before coming to work with us because they want to feel like certain and safe and like it's a sure thing before saying yes. And so they're like, oh, well, I want to get my business to where it's making this much money before I join the coaching program that's going to help me make my business make this much money. (laughs) Right? So do you see how it's like a catch-22, right? And so instead of just kind of letting go and trusting and letting us do our job, which is to really help you go from where you are right now to that place of like comfort and sustainability and where you are like creating those results, they're waiting, right? They're waiting until they have that result on their own and then they want to come work with us, which is kind of backwards, right? And listen, like I totally get it. It is a big step. I have done a ton of research and the people that do enroll when they're accepted just also definitely want to make sure that they're making a responsible decision for themselves and their families. But ultimately, they tend to make the decision to come and work with us because they trust themselves to do the things to create the results, not necessarily because they trust me so much, right? Or trust our program, right? They're just like, I know that I can do this. I just need help versus I don't know if I can do this. So I want to prove that I can do it before I get help, right? So that's kind of the difference. And it really helps that they have a strong belief in themselves that they'll get what they came for with our guidance and support, the people that join right away. and that. But the other thing is like they already have a belief in mentorship and coaching, whether they have experienced it in other areas of their life or whatever, they know that working with a coach will help them go farther faster. So if I can truly articulate the difference between people who apply and don't enroll right away versus the people who apply and do enroll right away. And when I say right away, I mean within like the first two weeks of applying and looking through all of the program details and all of that stuff. The first group who doesn't enroll right away, believes that psychological safety and certainty come from outside of them. And therefore, circumstances outside of them must line up in order for them to take action. And the second group 
believes that they are the source of psychological safety and certainty and confidence. And they get to work on lining up the circumstances for themselves. And of course, that's not always true in every situation, but like that's what our research is showing us. Of course, there are other variables to that where it's just like literally black and white, like I'm in this other thing right now and I want to wait till that thing's done to join your program. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about here, but like for the most part, that's kind of the difference between those two groups. And listen, I'm not going to lie. I would love it if 100% of accepted applicants chose to enroll, just like you would love it if 100% of your discovery calls and consultations booked a website with you. And so I still have that, even though I know I know not 100% of people who explore working with us are going to say yes. But the volume of applications we get versus the number that enroll on the timeline that we like see that they're more likely to enroll if they enroll within the first 30 days than if they don't, right? What we're exploring is like, how can we increase that number? We have people who are interested. What are we missing in what we're doing and what we're saying and whatever? How can we close the gap? between you wanting to come work with us and you actually doing it, barring like external circumstances that are out of both of our controls, right? So the premise that we're testing in our business is like, is this a customer journey problem? When I say problem, or like, is the solution in our customer journey? Or is the solution in our positioning and marketing to our ideal clients? Meaning. Is there something we can do differently in our marketing or our sales or our offer to help the people who look like a perfect fit on paper, but are holding themselves back for whatever reason to like bridge the gap and become the person who believes in themselves enough to come work with us to create the result that they want instead of waiting till they have the result that they want to come work with us to help them create it? Or... Are these just two different types of people? And we need to tweak our messaging to speak to the people who are already ready, who have, you know, worked with the coach previously, who see that that can like shortcut their results and just focus on those people. So, one of the tests that we tried was a six month enrollment, and it was a way to test out a shorter commitment to the program. So like maybe it felt less scary to commit for six months versus a year. And honestly, I had to get my mind around even testing out a six-month enrollment option because I designed the Web Designer Academy to very intentionally be a 12-month program because we know that it's impossible to predict the future. And we want to give people plenty of time to implement with our support on their own schedule at their own pace and intensity. And it's not that it takes 12 12 months to reach the goal. It could take one month, three months, six months to reach the goal, just depending on what your business looks like when you come in. And a year-long program gives you that like access to us and our coaching and our curriculum and everything for an entire year gives you that space to go as faster, as slow as you want. It gives you that space for life to happen around. It gives you that space to take time off. And it also creates for a really engaged community inside of our program and really awesome group coaching calls 
because you get to see the progression. Like you've got new people coming in who are just getting started and people who are there that are three, six, nine months ahead of those people. And the questions that the, I would say the seasoned people ask helps the new people fast track. I <laughs> like because they're hearing people who are a few steps ahead get coached on things that they haven't experienced yet, but they know what to do when they do experience them. So I had concerns about a six-month enrollment option changing the dynamics of our program. I didn't want the six-month timeline to cause people to hustle super hard to get through all of the curriculum and content and tools and trainings in six months to get their money's worth and without giving themselves space to take action and experiment and get coaching on outcomes, which is truly what creates the transformation and momentum. But I also know that most of our students do create results in their first six months. And I was open. I was open to seeing if a six-month enrollment option would move accepted applicants who said their concern was commitment and timing off the fence onto the side of, yes, we want to work with you. And when I say test, I mean test because I literally had no idea what to expect in terms of people's reaction to this offer, if the lower commitment, time commitment would be a yes for people, move them off the fence, or if they were like, actually, no, I'm like, that's not, <laughs> that's not why I haven't joined yet. And so I think you could probably hear from everything that I'm saying that I was lukewarm on the six-month idea from the get-go for many reasons. And then it wasn't until reading that book that I mentioned earlier, Think Again by Adam Grant, that I had the realization that the six-month test was not necessarily about changes we could make. Like The way I was approaching the thoughts about the six-month test was like, from the place of how can I get more people to enroll in the Web Designer Academy? And that's why I was like, <laughs> but what I care most about is that the people who do enroll create the results that they came for. And if I'm not a thousand percent sold on the idea that you're best served by a six month container, why would I want you to enroll for just six months? If deep down I only think that that decision will benefit me because it creates more sales, and I'm not convinced that it's the best thing for you too, I'm going to block it. Like either in my words or my marketing email, my follow-up efforts, there's going to be something in what I do or say that is going to make you think it's not a good idea for you either. So I'm like, okay, I'm super resistant to the idea. Here's all the reasons why. If I'm doing this just to get more sales, quote unquote, then what's the point of doing it? But like what I truly think about our applicants when they apply is not like, oh, I want you to join the Web Designer Academy so I make more money. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I see exactly how I can help you. I see the gaps in what you're doing right now. I see how I can lead you to exactly what you want. And the sooner you let me help you, the sooner you can create results. Right? Like I can go make money doing whatever else. This is what I love to do. And so before testing the offer, because the conversion rate optimization team was like, we think you should try this. Like be open, try it. I really had to like get my mind around like, how is this offer the absolute best thing for these people? Like, how is it good for them? 
versus how is it good for us? Like it had to be workable for us, but it had to be good for them. And I do think I came up with some good enough reasons to get myself to want to test the offer. Like our student, most of our students do create results within six months. If they were holding themselves back by a 12 month container, and this was the perfect thing for them. Ultimately, I want to get them in the door so I can help them, etc. And so ultimately, though, the reason that I decided to test it was autonomy. Meaning if I hold you as a high and capable person, like as just smart and brilliant and capable, which you are, then you will know if a six-month container feels right to you. And I was willing to give people that choice to test out this offer instead of me trying to be like, I don't know, six months, 12 months, here's all the things I'm trying to control with that. Like, and um, kind of thinking that I know better for you than you know for you, right? And so I decided to test the six month offer. We crafted an email, we sent it out to our previously accepted applicants, and I honestly, I went in with no expectations as to the results. So there was like no success or failure, just data. And I also did it as a minimum viable offer, which is a philosophy we live by here. Like I didn't build out a big onboarding or offboarding process for six months or a renewal process. I mean, I thought about all these things. Like if people do join for six months, here's how I would do this, but I didn't like operationalize any of it or here... I mean, I thought about what some milestones for a six-month enrollment could look like, but why spend time on that if you don't know if you need to? And then I also put a time limit on it because we were just gathering data. We weren't necessarily committed to making it a permanent offer. We were testing it so that... so And it needed to have a start and end. Like, hey, we're testing out this new enrollment option. If it feels like a good fit, you have until January 15th to take us up on it. It goes away on the 15th. We may never offer it again. So ask me any questions that you have. So I'm not sure if the results of this test surprise me or not. I don't know if they surprise you or not. But none of the 200 people or so that we offered the six-month enrollment option to took us up on it. Now, like I said, we didn't offer a lower monthly payment plan price. It was just a six-month payment plan versus a 12-month payment plan. And so it's the same monthly price. And the pay in full price for six months was half of 12. So I can see why people who declined the monthly payment plan at 12 months because it was out of their budget would also say no to six months if they're making the decision purely based on payment plan price versus taking into account how much more money they'd be making after implementing our strategies and really coming at the decision from an expense mindset versus an investment mindset, or just, hey, like this isn't in my budget yet at this time. But also, I have to take into account that the people that we offered the six-month option to have already said no, or not right now to the first time that we offered to enroll them at 12 months. And it is possible that they're never going to enroll, that no amount of tweaking our offer is going to make them say yes before they're ready. I don't know, right? I don't know what would have happened if we made the six-month offer to people for the first time. But I think you can tell that like, I'm not fully sold on a six-month version of the program because what I care most about is your results. And I just don't think 
Like, yes, you could create a lot of results in the first six months of the program. But I just, it's been a one-year program for however many years now. And it works. And it's amazing. And the full transformation of 12 months is, I don't know. I just am not sold on six months. And what I know to be true is that you cannot sell something that you're not 100% sold on. So that's why we do so much work on selling yourself on you, your value and your pricing in the first part of the Web Designer Academy. So could I have sabotaged the six-month offer? Maybe. If I'm not sold on it, why would anybody else be? I don't know. I'd be curious. Like If you're listening to this and you're like, Shannon, I would totally join if you had a six-month offer, email me. Let me know. But until there's actual like money that has been created as a result of that and not just theoretical yeses, the six-month offer is probably not something that we're going to offer again. And even though I thought a lot about the offer and I had a lot of like, should I, shouldn't I? Why would I? Why wouldn't I? Is this for me? Is this for them? Best, like I didn't have any mental drama about like no people enrolling. I kind of expected it. And I don't know if it was because I'm like, is it going to move people who have already said no off the fence? And I didn't think it would. I'm not really sure. I'm sure I'll be able to better articulate my thoughts about it as more time passes. But it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I launched something and nobody took me up on it. It was truly like, I'm testing this and I'm going to see what happens. So I say all of that, long story longer, I say all of that to say that like I was talking about these results with my local mastermind, the Columbus Change Agents, which is Alicia St. Germain, who you've heard on this podcast, Dr. Lee Cordell. There is Phyllis Nichols, who is actually our podcast producer, Sound Advice Strategies. and. Amy, who you won't know because she owns a ballroom dance studio and she's super brilliant and talented and very insightful. And so what Dr. Lee shared with me, she was like, okay, Shannon, I'm sure that you're doing all of the things, but here are a couple of things to consider. You know all of the things that you're doing because you do it every day. You live it every day. You know every single piece of your sales and marketing process, but your applicants are hearing it and considering it for the first time. And if they're even paying attention to it, and they probably aren't hearing, processing, or remember every single part. And she's like, you're not necessarily factoring in repetition. People need to see and hear things way more than once. They're going to take in parts different times. And they don't necessarily have the full 360-degree picture memorized like you do. You're acting like they know every last detail and they're saying no to it. And that's very likely not what's happening here. And then she's like, you're making the application and offer process the end of your customer journey. But it's not the end for everyone. For some people, it's the middle of their customer journey. For other people, applying and getting feedback and having a decision put in front of them is the beginning of the customer journey. And Lee Scott, my conversion rate optimization person, has said this too. But ironically, I need to hear things seven different times from seven different people and then write a podcast episode about it and then <laughs> and then record the podcast episode about it for it to like sink into my brain. And so it's so fascinating to be like, oh, if I 
say all the things about the program once, people should realize how amazing it is and just join right away. Like we think for our clients too, right? We're like, oh, if I tell them everything once, they should want to say yes right away. Crack, I crack myself up. So when I'm feeling impatient, that means I'm making the result I want all about me. And that is a sign that I need to dig deeper, take the focus off of me, put it back on our students and think about what they want and need and really look at everything we're doing through that lens and make decisions from that place. So the false assumption that you are all, are all hearing, reading and processing every word I say about the Web Designer Academy, every word I say and write every time I say it and have it all memorized and know the offer front and back just like I do is one thing. Obviously, that is not true or possible. But then Dr. Lee shared with me something that made me go, oh, I think I'm missing something here too. And I'm so excited to share this with you because I think that this is going to be helpful for you too. And I don't think she said these exact words to me, but this is how I like kind of processed what she said. But basically she was like, what I'm doing that's making me impatient is treating what is actually an emotional decision on the part of our applicants as a logical one. So like the way I'm looking at it from where I sit, it's a no brainer. I'm like looking at it so logically. I'm like the barrier to entry is so low with our 12 month payment plan. We've spread out the financial commitment for you to make it easier. You could make your money back in selling one website, blah, 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 blah. I basically pre-qualified you when you apply. So I know I can help you based on what you tell me. I've helped 100 other people just like you. I'm so confident you can do this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, have accepted you, blah, 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 blah. I'm looking at it all through the lens of like, like my logic, like math, right? And then I'm treating someone's waiting or inaction as a no, like binary. It's either yes or it's no. And so like when I say logic, I mean like math, yes or no, black and white binary decisions, right? So what I'm doing is I'm like, oh, they went through the entire application process, the whole entire email sequence, it ended, they're still not in, they must be a no. (laughs) When in actuality... They're still on my list, still opening emails, still clicking, still listening to the podcast. And so what Dr. Lee was like, Shannon, you're treating this as a logical decision, and it's not a logical decision. She's like, it's not that they're a no, they're a not yet. And when someone is a, which is actually a yes, right? It's a yes, but they haven't taken action yet. And when they're a not yet, it's because one... This is the part, like, get a pen and paper, because this is where my mind was just blown. I was like, oh, this is exactly what I'm missing because I'm making this decision binary and like a yes or no. She said, when the thing that is happening right now with with you or with your scenario is happening, it's because one or more of your clients, your students, whatever, their three core needs hasn't been met. Either a physical need hasn't been met, a psychological need hasn't been met, or the need for autonomy or choice hasn't been met, or something about one of those needs puts the offer in conflict with another one of those needs. So 
She went on to tell me that physical needs are resources, time, information, money, and energy. And most sales processes focus just on the physical needs, mine included. I'm like, you're going to gain so much more of these resources, and I'm going to give you all of the information you need to make the decision. And here's how I'm going to talk to you about the time, money, and energy that you need to put in. But if you want the thing, but you don't think you have enough time, energy, information, or money, you're never going to move forward. And so that's what most sales processes focus on is physical resources. But then there's the other piece of psychological needs, right? That's related to like feeling safe once you're in. Like, will I be accepted into this community? Can I show up as my full self? This is a group coaching program where I have to interact with other people, not just a course where I can hide behind my laptop, which you can hide behind your laptop in your course if you want. Nothing wrong with that. But can you show up as your full self just as you are with a community being accepting of you? Can you like be vulnerable and get coaching without people judging you or feeling like they're going to steal your stuff? Can you feel safe to take what you need without judgment from others, like taking up time on getting coached on a call? And so that's why our program is exclusively for women web designers who are not beginners for this very reason, to create a safe and accepting space for you to be your full authentic self to be able to share your wins and not feel judgment, to be able to ask for help and not feel judgment. But if you don't know that you're going to be safe when you join your program, like your brain is going to not let you... It's going to put you... Even if you have the resources, time, money, and information, if you don't feel safe to join, you're not going to join because that's like putting you in conflict with another core need. And then the third core need is autonomy or choice. And so I have like, it's so fascinating to me that I'm like, I'm looking at these resources. I'm looking at these three core needs and I'm like, oh, they are totally like baked into our program, like into the program itself, like autonomy, choice. We've designed our entire program around giving you autonomy and choice in terms of how you participate once you're in. There's no cohorts. There's no like, you have to be here at a certain time. You get instant access to everything when you enroll. So you can move at your own pace. You get on-demand feedback from me and Erica. Like if you're working at midnight on a Sunday and you submit your work for review to us, you'll get feedback on it that week. We don't have to like get on a call together. You can come to coaching calls or not, listen live or on replays, be on camera or off camera, listen only or speak on the call, chat or not, chat, whatever. So anyway, I say all this because... I'm listening to Dr. Lee and the revelation I had is that, oh, I have like put a lot of time, effort and energy into making sure that the program itself meets the three core needs. Like once you enroll, you're going to have time, information, money, energy, psychological safety in terms of being a part of the group and autonomy and choice. But I don't think our offer is meeting the three core needs. Like, I don't think how I am selling the Web Designer Academy is checking the boxes of the three core needs. And so when Dr. Lee was like, I'm doing this thing, it's called Sell From Your Soul that talks way more in depth about that. And she was like, I'll send you the link. And I was like, okay, like I'm signing up because I feel like this has like been a blind spot for me where I'm like, on the inside, it's all of these things, but on the outside, it's not. Or maybe, 
I wouldn't say it's not, but I think that there are some gaps that I have. And so I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about our offer. And is there a core need that's missing? Is there a place where our offer is putting the other core needs in conflict with each other? And another thing, like the thing that I took away from a lot of the reading that I did, like the corporate mystic and the genius zone is to like, just ask yourself the question and then like give your brain some space to see what comes up. So with this new information from my mastermind about like, what could my blind spot be in regards to this? And Dr. Lee sharing with me that like my blind spot is that while you are meeting the three core needs inside the program, you're not like between application and enrollment, you're not meeting the three core needs. I was like, okay, I left with the question in my mind of like, what's missing and how can I meet the three core needs? And like, what's in my control and what's not in my control? Like my pricing is in my control, but your resources are not in my control. So how can I create safety and autonomy and stuff like that, which leads to way different answers than questions steeped in impatience and frustration. Like I'm doing all the things and nothing's working fast enough for my patience level. Now what? (laughs) Right? So I just gave my mind some time to ponder. And while my morning coffee time is my best time for pondering and coming up with new ideas, I had two new ideas come to me. And one came to me so strongly at the most random time. It was like during a Friday night dinner out with my husband and friends. And it came to me so strong that I had to like pull out my phone and like just jot it down in a note. And then as soon as I got home, I opened up my laptop and opened up a Google Doc. And in like less than a half hour, I had the whole entire plan outlined. I knew exactly what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. Like every step, every piece, every tech, it just like poured out of my brain. And the other idea that I had was more like a seed growing. It was an idea that had come up for me over and over again, but it had never felt safe for me to offer. And so it was like something that I kept like bringing up and then putting back down and picking up and putting back down. And it always felt like it was something that I could never control. So I was like, I can't do this because I really can't control it. And then it felt unsafe for me. But then I was inspired again by Dr. Lee. And when I saw how she was doing the thing that I kept picking up and putting back down. I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This checks all of the boxes of autonomy, safety, and resources. This is so much better than a six-month enrollment option. And it was so exciting to me. When something feels so aligned for me, like I cannot stop it from coming into reality. I see all of the pieces. I know exactly how they'll go together. And I'll just start doing it. And the best part is, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I caused this and I'm not going to say that I did, but like when all of this coalesced in my mind, right? I was like, this is the light bulb moment. This is the missing piece. I, regardless of what the data says, will keep this because it feels so good to me. All of our plans got canceled because my husband got COVID. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know when I would have had time to work on it, but he got sick. And he's totally fine. It was just a mild case. But of course, we weren't going to like go out and spread it around. 
So our whole weekend, like Friday through Monday, got cleared and I didn't get sick. And I had like four interrupted days to like bring these two ideas to life. And it was just like I could not stop myself. I was totally in the zone. Now, I don't know if you listened to my last podcast episode about how I always get sick before or during a launch or something quote unquote big in this in my business. But this time an illness cleared the runway for me to be able to just really dump my brain out on paper and start creating all of the pieces I needed to roll out these two experiments, I guess, for not only meeting the three core needs, but making sure that they're like aligned and not in conflict with each other. And I don't know if they're going to work, but I know that I feel so good at like work in terms of like close the gap from applicant to enrollment. But I feel so good about them that they're staying regardless. And so I'll tell you what they are in a second. But the thing is, I'm so excited about both of them. They feel so aligned to me, my mission, my vision, my values, that even though I'm quote unquote testing them, like I said, I just can't see myself taking them away. If they don't instantly move people off the fence, I just see them as part of the overall big picture and customer journey. They play their part and that feels so different than the six month offer experiments. Like for that, I was like minimum viable product. I'm not operationalizing this. Like I was just like so lukewarm about it that I wasn't even going to integrate it in unless it worked. And like upon reflection, I'm like, oh, because it didn't solve the problem. Like the core needs were still in conflict with each other. So anyway, the first idea that I'm so excited to tell you about that I was so excited to create that I got distracted at dinner and couldn't wait to get home and start working on it on a Friday night is Profitable Web Designer Premium, which is a private podcast of our stash of Web Designer Academy live strategy calls, normally tucked away inside the Web Designer Academy, only available to our students. I was just like, I, oh my gosh, I cannot, like, I see exactly how this is going to help people understand what it's like to work with us, create a little more safety about what it's like to be in community with us, give them more information about what we teach in the program. And I'm like, okay, A, here's why I was just like, this is a done deal. I'm like, A, almost everyone that applies to work with us tells me that they applied because of our free podcast, this one that you're listening to right now. B, I have over 200 hours of coaching call replays of questions that I've, I would say over a thousand questions that I've answered from web designers about their business, their mindset, their marketing, their mentorship, their pricing, their packages, all of the things that I could package up into a premium podcast subscription and drip out to subscribers and I'll never run out. (laughs) I'd start at the beginning of the archive so that people could follow on the journey of our students through coaching calls so that they can like see here's the progression of someone coming in like brand new and how they move through to creating the results that they're here to create. And then it'll give people who want to join, it'll get people who want to join more ready to join, right? Like it'll start to create some comfort, fill some of those gaps, like help them see that they will be safe and heard and validated inside of the program. And I'm like, it will also serve people who don't have the resources to join, who may never have the resources to join. because. 
the live strategy calls don't teach our nitty gritty strategies. It's not, you're not going to get the tools, the templates, the processes that like the main web designer academy students get. They get access to so much of like what we then answer questions about on the podcast. So when people come to work with us, they're getting a personalized experience where their hand is held through the process with access to all the tools, templates, curriculum, strategy. The Q&A is answering their questions. It's like coaching them on the mindset when they go to take action on the strategy and all of that. And so the Q&A is kind of, I wouldn't say it's all over the place, but it doesn't necessarily follow the roadmap we'd leave you through if you joined. But you get to be a fly on the wall. And you will definitely hear some things that will allow you to make some more money for what you're learning. So if you're one of those people who you're just not in a position to ever invest in a high-end coaching program like the Web Designer Academy, at least I can serve you in a different way. And that's one of the things that I'm just like, I've been trying to think of like, what else can I offer outside of what's already in the program to people who truly are never going to join? And that's okay, but I want to be able to serve them too in a deeper way than just on the free podcast. And so that's why I created Profitable Web Designer Premium. And then also for the people who are like, yeah, I do want to join, but I just need to know that it's going to be okay, that I'm going to be safe, that like all the things that Shannon says in the emails on the sales page in the webinars are actually true. (laughs) And when I know that, then I'll feel more comfortable to take the quote unquote risk to join the program, to work with them to get the results. Or I don't know, maybe something else will happen that's completely unexpected. I don't know. I'm trying not to like get myself in these one zero binary, like thought lock myself in, like something else could come of this that I don't even know. But what I do know is that I came up with this idea on January 14th and rolled it out on February 7th and had every, like, I was like, oh, and I'll just do a minimum viable launch. Like I couldn't even stop myself from building out all of the processes. So when it feels that right to me, then it's on, (laughs) like then it's on. So I could not think of a good reason to not roll out Profitable Web Designer Premium. And the best part is that it's only $10 a month and you can cancel anytime. And when you sign up, you're going to get a drop of the first 10 coaching calls we did in the premium version of the Web Designer Academy. And then each week going forward, you'll get two more replays. Twice a week, you'll get a drop of two new coaching calls. And you can listen on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, like wherever you listen. So if that doesn't check the boxes of the three core needs, I don't know what does. And I'm just like so freaking excited to be able to share that content with you. People that join the Web Designer Academy get instant access to all 200 replays all at once. And they get like the most current calls and they get the latest call every single week. This is different because it's starting you at the beginning, at the very end of 2020. and taking you through the journey um, chronologically going forward. But there's still so much goodness in all of those calls. And you can cancel anytime. So if you want to subscribe, you can go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash premium 
and you could subscribe and get those right now. So I cannot wait for you to see what it's like on the inside of our program. Okay, the next idea that I'm so excited to tell you about, and then I will wrap up this podcast episode that I was just like, I don't like, this feels so good to me. This is what I have been searching for. This is what I've been wanting to do for so long, but I couldn't figure out a way to do it that felt safe and good to me that also felt, I don't know, that just like felt like it was giving you some choice and autonomy is a 30-day trial for the Web Designer Academy. So up until February 1st, when you applied for the Web Designer Academy, if you decided to enroll, you were committing to an entire year of the program, non-refundable, whether you paid in full or used the payment plan. And I get that that's a big decision for people to make because you're like, I have no idea what this is really going to be like. And I'm committing to this program for a whole entire year. It's like, we just started dating and I asked you to marry me. And that's it. (laughs) Like, you have no idea, right? And I can say all the things on the sales page and I can say all the things in the email and I can say all the things in our case studies and show you all of that. But still, it's unknown for you, right? And so what I saw Dr. Lee do for her bigger program, her certification program that's several thousand dollars, is she offered a 30-day trial in a way that still honored her efforts and the value of her program and the time that her team puts in and the fact that she has expenses to run the program, but also gave people the agency, the autonomy, the choice to leave after 30 days in the program if they didn't decide if they decided that after that time in the program, the program wasn't right for them. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I have been looking for. Like I've seen other programs offer guarantees, right? They're like, I guarantee that if you don't make 10 times what you paid, I will give you all your money back. And I'm just like, I can't guarantee that. Like I cannot, or it'll be like a very complex and punitive refund policy that pretty much nobody could qualify for. They'd be like, if you don't make your money back times 10 and you have done this list of 150 things and then you apply for a refund and I analyze it and then I'm the ultimate arbiter of whether or not you get your money back. That also never felt good to me. I'm like, yeah, it could be like you have to come to every coaching call. You have to do this. You have to do every module. You have to prove that you did this. Like That never felt good to me. I'm like, I don't want to run a business that way. That's just not how our program is. And because our program is so specific to each person, like it's the same content, like it's the same curriculum. But when you come in and you're like, I need help getting help with difficult clients and I need to fire some clients and restructure some packages and Um, collect on some invoices versus I'm coming in and I need help with packages, pricing, and getting clients. That's two different paths. And we don't have everybody go down the same path. We help you with what's going to help you create the biggest return on your investment first. And so I can't be like, oh, you have to check all of these boxes in order to qualify for a refund. And if I don't think you did a good enough job, I'm not going to give it to you. That never felt good to me either. And then I'm also just like, I can't guarantee your results. No one can. If anyone out there is like, I guarantee your results, 
either their business model is unsustainable or they're lying. I'm sorry. But like a 30-day trial, I was like, oh my gosh, you can come, you can join our program at the 30-day mark. If you do not feel like it is the right fit for you, then you can leave and not have to pay the rest of your payment plan or get a prorated refund of your pay in full amount. Like, so I want to be really, really clear. It's not a free trial and very intentionally not a free trial because this isn't just like a digital product. It's not a course where there's none of our time involved. Our time is most intensely involved in that first month when we're onboarding you, helping you like go through our curriculum in the way that's going to best benefit you, making sure you have everything you need to be successful, doing an onboard uh, in-person onboarding with you. There's so much that we do in the first 30 days to set you up for success that we're going to be compensated for that, you know. So if you do decide to leave after 30 days, We'll keep that first month's payment. We'll end your payment plan. We'll keep that first month's payment. We'll refund your pay in full. And so for you, instead of committing to an entire year upfront before you know what you're really committing to, you're committing to 30 days. You're paying for 30 days. And if after those 30 days you want out, cool, we will release you from your obligations, from your contract. If you paid in full, we'll release you from your contract and refund you prorated. So minus that first month's payment. And you have full autonomy. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to do anything but say, hey, guess what? This is not for me. Or hey, guess what? I thought I wanted this, but I don't. You have no justification, no proving, no nothing. And the other thing that we've considered is like, oh, someone could just apply for your program, be accepted, join, come in for 30 days, steal all of your stuff, and then leave and never pay you. And I'm just like, listen, like, if someone's going to go through the whole process of like being devious and deceptive and apply and all of that, like, I can't, I'm not going to prevent all of the people who aren't going to be like that. I'm not going to take this opportunity away from all the people who aren't like that to just prevent one person from stealing from me. It's not worth taking the opportunity away from you to try our program to like prevent that from happening. Like it's just not. So I feel like to me, when I saw that, what Dr. Lee was doing, I was like, that's it. That's the thing that feels like, I don't know if it is the thing. I know it feels amazing to me because I've always felt like it's a big ask for me to be like, when you're in, you're in. There's no refunds. There's no way out. You're fully committed. That's it. Like That felt sustainable for my business, but it never really felt super good to me as like a coach. It felt like I wasn't giving you autonomy. So... To me, it feels like such a win-win. It's such a sustainable way for us to create that safety for you. If I I'd like, if you want to kind of take that concept and apply it to some of your clients for a trial, you certainly could. But the thing is, it's like it's not a free thirty-day trial because we would never tell you to give your clients a free thirty-day trial, right? Like we don't want you to work for free. We don't do it either. And so I know I have the advantage when I invite you to work with us after you've applied. I know how we can help you, but you're walking in blind. I mean, I give you all the info I can give you. 
you're probably processing 50% of what I'm telling you, but sometimes you just can't know for sure until you've experienced it. So if that 30-day trial excites you, I'm telling you, it excites me way more than a six-month enrollment. (laughs) Just saying. But if it sounds like something you're interested in, if you've already applied to our program and been accepted, you should have gotten an email about that 30-day trial. If not, reach out to me. I'll get all the details to you. And if you haven't applied to work with us, that's your next step. And you can do that at webdesigneracademy.com forward slash apply. If you're accepted, I'll give you all of the details about what it's like to work with us, all of the details about that 30-day trial. You can make the decision if you're ready or not. I won't (laughs) put so much pressure on myself to coach you to a decision. I just crack myself up. I'm just like, my word of the year is patience, not because I have already figured it out. So I'm just like, I am coaching myself through patience all of the time, but it just cracks me up because I'm just like, it's cool. Like, take your time to make the decision. And I'm trying to help you make that easier so it doesn't feel so big so that you have to like know that you're making a decision for an entire year right up front. And if you want to subscribe to Profitable Web Designer Premium and get a taste of what it's like on the inside of the Web Designer Academy, get insider access to those coaching calls and like you will hear things that will help you make more money just on that podcast. Just go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash premium. It's literally $10 a month and you can cancel anytime. So though that's everything that happened in January. And I'm like reflecting, I'm like, it it was a lot of stuff, but the energy that was coming from was like calm and arrested and not hustly. Yeah, there was like a little piece of like, there was a little piece of like, I tested that and it didn't work and I knew it wasn't going to work. So what's what am I missing here? And just noticing when the frustration and impatience pops up and like knowing that if I indulge in that, it's going to take me farther away from where I want to go and just bringing myself back and bringing myself back and going after those little goals and all the things. So that's it for my January income report, which is more like Dear Diary. I hope you heard something that inspired you or that was helpful. And we will be back here next week with another podcast episode to help you create a more profitable, sustainable, and fulfilling web design business. All right. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.